Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest, Brandon Kelly of BossOfBitcoin.com. He's a crypto trader. Uh, we got a lot in common. We're going to kick off with that in just a second, but I'm going to tell you, you need to listen to all of this. This is going to be a very different view into the mind of a trader. So, Brandon, thank you so much for your time today. I look forward to having a good chat with you, mate. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. So, look, we just had our pre-chat. Okay, we had our we had our pre-chat uh, before I hit record, and we found out that not only are we the same age, we also started investing and uh, and getting into the markets at the same age of sixteen as well. Do you want to just give us a little bit of info as to uh, I guess what's brought you to being in crypto and and, and being fascinated by financial markets, mate? Absolutely. It's been a lifelong journey. You know, as we talked about earlier, I bought my first stock when I was 16 years old. I bought Disney, you know, and it was just the process of learning what a company was, what a company did and how I could benefit from that entity receiving value in the world. And so my whole life, I kind of went through the, the traditional education course, got, you know, went off to college, actually played football at the uh, University of Wisconsin, came back in 08, 09 during the recession and couldn't find a job anywhere. More or less took a job as a waiter uh, up in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Mexican restaurant, making $2 an hour plus tips. And I'm grateful for that because it taught me how to grow. It's, it's very easy to grow when you're starting at the bottom, you know? Mm. And and it was during this time I read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I also knew that I didn't want to work as a waiter my whole life. So I had to go back to school, studied two years on a GRE and uh, MCAT. Long story short, uh, went to University of Notre Dame, got an MBA from there, took a, took a job with a big bank up on the West Coast and uh, started, you know, making some real money, six figures plus but the thing about living in California, you make, you make all that money and you turn around and give it right back to the state. So it was like <laughs> I was just managing money for other people. And it was during that time, you know, living in, living in California that my eyes were open to what Bitcoin was, what cryptocurrency is. But the job I was working for was not interested in it. And I'm talking, you know, one of the top five uh, banks in the country. Uh, I'm dealing with a client doing, you know, about a 26 $26 billion book of business and nobody's talking blockchain. Mm. Everybody's still trying to send, you know, stamps, uh, send postcards through the mail to try to get the next customer. And I'm like, look, guys, it's this whole new thing over here, uh, new way, new paradigm shift. Uh, nobody was interested. In, and that's when I realized that, you know, it's best to kind of kind of take my legacy in my own hands and 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 move in the direction of uh, understanding, number one, understanding blockchain technology, and number two, uh, understanding the uh, mathematics behind the market so that I can manifest much, much more through through trading back and forth. Yeah, I hear you. And look, I mean, so would that would be safe to say that you're sort of, uh, you're a maths brain type person. Is that sort of where you sit? Is, is that where your talents lie amongst others, Absolutely. obviously? Yeah, very. I forget what what side it left or right brain, but what, whatever side is math, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you're looking at how, uh, getting a data set, putting it together, extrapolating information, and finding patterns. Is that the sort of thing you're looking at doing? Or why don't you introduce us a little bit to what what you found and what you've been doing? Because right. I, I, I'm fascinated by the by some of the t different techniques yeah, yeah, yeah. you use. 
what what and and this is this has just happened in the past two years, so this is still brand new for me. It's it's almost like I've learned twenty years of knowledge inside the past twenty four months. Growing up, I was completely I think it's right brain where it's all math, all science, all logic, all reason. But you know, like I said, once I started Bitcoin, once I you know understood the whys behind the what, then it became much, much higher up. Then it became more theoretical. Then I started learning about astrology and Vedic cosmology and uh, some um, uh, teachings that they didn't teach, you know, in college. And that's what I built into my algorithm is uh, the process or the uh, capability of being able to uh, understand where the fractals happen in the market for for those of us you know that that aren't familiar with it fractal is essentially a much smaller version of an event so um mm. If you if you think about a microscope, right, a microscope has one slide, but it has those three frames, um, you know, 10x, 100x, yep. 1000x or whatever. Right. Those frames, those slides can scopes can be identified as fractals because essentially they zoom into the same subject. And this actually happens in the market to where you get one event, but it happens in a minute. But then that exact same event, exact same alignment, exact same mathematic structure, integrity happens again, you know, one week later. And then again, one year later, you know, it doesn't necessarily scale out to one minute, one week, one year. But with well, my that's methodology, the example. I you know, I can, <laughs> I can identify when those happen. And, and it's like we know where we're going because we know where we've been. And so a lot of the uh, concepts I use are the Fibonacci sequence, uh, both up and down. Uh, sideways and vertically. And I also use uh, sacred geometry, fractal harmonics, uh, really to identify or actually understand the market as one centralized node of energy, of currency. Right. And, and, you know, in simple science, we can, we can measure currency, you know, V equals IR and, you know, all these different equations. But when you reapply them to uh, finance, you can get similar results, expected results. Okay, so you you said something that that caught my attention before, based on your algorithms and, and sort of using your fractals and and harmonics and whatnot. Which you said to me, oh, you said that um, by knowing the past, we can sometimes help to predict the future. And look, I, I get that as a trader, right? I mean, I've been doing this thirteen years. The whole point of it is to use history, not as something that you rely on for future projections, but it is something that you can learn from to help you to recognize patterns, sequence events, what goes on, why, what, and how. It's a wonderful hindsight tool to use history, but it can also be nice to use it as foresight for support and resistance and various other things. Now, based on what you just said about that um, sort of forecasting, I mean, look, the, the, the bottom dollar is this. Right now, the markets are in a pretty sticky spot. We, we know this. We're seeing exchanges uh, not just being hacked, but actually going under. Uh, we're seeing big exchanges in big trouble. We're seeing liquidity drying up. We're seeing a lot of the uh, the market being more or less gutted, and um, it's it's a positive thing as far as I'm concerned, so long as it doesn't do too much damage. Because, you know, we need to understand that the people that uh, like look at Nem, for example, right? There's a mm. lot of speculation out there about Nem. At one stage, they were worth 17 billion based on their token value. Now they're trying to raise what seven million. That is mm. just poor management. That is just absolutely terrible it's disgusting that they could actually put themselves in that position now a company like that if they fail then they should fail uh, right. i'm not i'm not saying that to upset anybody that holds them or believes in them or anyone who's a massive fan but if you are still a massive fan you've got to come to the reality that you know 
bad business will die, and that's the way it should be. So we're going to see uh, a sweeping of the floor, and we're going to get a nice base, and then we're going to find the good companies. I think that's a really positive thing. From your point of view, from what you're looking at with your modeling and whatnot, are you in the position right now where you think we're going lower, or do you think we're close to the lows? I know it's very difficult to ask, right. but maybe you've got this some indicators, is, right? This is what I've learned. Yep. Number one, humans, me and you, individual you know, investors, uh, individuals don't make those decisions. If you watch a documentary, I believe it's the four horsemen on YouTube about three hours talks about the financial institution. Essentially, we have the big five financial institutions controlling or dictating 97 percent of the flow of capital in and out of financial markets. So our three percent doesn't make a difference. And and mm-hmm. and this is what I've essentially yielded to and used to my advantage. I say, OK, well, if they have all the money, well, then I have all the power because I can choose when I want to put my money in the market. You see what I'm saying? So uh, essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jump in, jump out. And it's kind of like walking into a casino, right? I was just out in Las Vegas a couple of days ago and you go into the Aria and, you know, everything's big, glamorous and, you know, decadent. And you have 200 tables on the on the floor right there. Right. Those 200 tables are making money the whole day, but you can only play at one table at a time. Yeah. Right. And and so this is my this is my theology with my with my method uh, to where if if you're not making money on that table you shouldn't be playing on that table and we take the number one table in Las Vegas that has built that city from the ground floor for the past hundred years has been craps the statistics of seven and eleven and that's my method two simple moving averages uh, one is seven one is seventy seven seven times eleven when the seven goes above you buy when the seven goes below it's got to go if it's not paying it's not staying and that's about eighty or ninety percent effective over time, especially with cryptos, because you have the volatility, you have the waves in the market, and therefore we're able to jump in and jump out of successful trades time and time again and get the compound interest working on our side as opposed to against us. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's, there's definitely, you know, some, some, the different thing is I think the way we look at the markets, right? So, so for me, my, my, my background is not trading. I'm, I'm not a university guy. I've just always sort of started done my own thing, right? Now, mm. through that, I've been, to, I've, my biggest university has been mentors. I've, I've had lots of mentors that I've worked with very closely that have helped me, shown me, uh, some didn't purposely help me i just stuck right next to them and watched what they were doing right. all day and yeah. persistently gave them the shits all day long but finally got what i needed from that <laughs> through persistence right i mean you're looking at different I, I use moving averages right i use the 10 and the 20 that's it the 10 and the 20 mm-hmm. period moving average as an equilibrium point price pulls back into there like a bit of a band and it's not a trading strategy as such but it's an area for which i start to build out the trading strategy with my with my written checklist and whatnot so i mean Based around the the crossing, I mean, have you now got that coded? Because I mean, I, I traded a, a three and ten moving average cross, but way back when I was in London in it was, what two thousand and eight, I think it was, uh, before the crash. Um, it might be two thousand and seven actually. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, when the three cross up to the ten, I'd buy. When it crossed back down, I'd sell. Now, if that that, that works fine, if the market goes on a run. Now, what I'd find, though, is if it didn't go on a run, I'd go cross, 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 and you'd always be in a trade. Now, that means that maybe a lot of the profitable trades would happen when you were asleep. So to make that work, have you found you had to code that to get the best out of it? Yeah, and and this is what I had to consider because the people that I'm building my method for, my platform for, are 
regular people, you know, mm. I'm not building it for Wall Street, you know, uh, JP Morgan, some hedge fund manager over there. I'm building it for, you know, people that are just have a little bit of money to put in the market and want to see it grow over time, pretty confidently, pretty successfully um, without having to take, you know, three, four, five hours a day to look at the charts. And so with the seven and 11, right, uh, it's it's intriguing because, again, this is where the fractals come in, because the same event happens again and again and again on different mm. scales over time. So if we wanted to day trade, we would probably use a quicker frequency of a candle, a quicker duration of a candle, probably yep. like seven minute candle. Yep. Right. But what I teach my people is to use a 343 minute candle, uh, seven times seven times seven is 343. And mm-hmm. when you do that, you actually cube the data and force it to agree to the rules that you create. What people don't realize when you look top down at a chart, when you look into a chart, you're actually looking at mathematical data. You're looking into the matrix. Now it's been organized and color coded and all this Mm. stuff to you, but it's it's essentially random data. And Mm -hmm. so you can make your own rules to create your own paradigm to force that data to play how you want to play. And the 343 minute candle is very beneficial in this method because essentially it creates these cubes to where the data almost falls off the edge, literally falls off the edge uh, when it's about to go up and when it's about to go down. And and also because it's 343 minutes, the frequency of any given intersection happening is one over 11, seven divided by 77. So you take one over 11 times 343 minutes. Essentially, the average person would only have to make one or two trades a month uh, to see positive results from this method. And how long are they holding? Like, how long is a trade duration? I, again, I know it's how long is a piece of string. Uh, we have very different methodologies when it comes to trading. So I'm just trying to understand, like, when you when you get one of your signals, is it likely to last for a couple of days, or are we looking at, you know, if we're looking at a 343 minute candle or whatever that is? I mean, that, that's that's quite what's about six and a bit hours. Um, yeah, about five five six hours. Yeah. So, so we're we looking to hold that for a multiple of. You know, yeah, about candles, for example, or yeah, yeah, and that's that's because I'm a content creator, yeah. and so when I make content for my audience, you know, I want to give them a chance to receive the content, digest mm. the content, and act on the content. So essentially, each one of my trades is probably two to three weeks. Okay, you know, one of them right now is Ripple XRP. This is a buy. Uh, today, XRP is 31, what is it, 31 cents. Yep. Uh, using my methodology, it just crossed on the 343, seven went above the 77. That's a buy, right? Nine out of 10 times, we're going to make money. Uh, now, given that the market is against us right now, as you mentioned, Bitcoin has yeah. some top down pressure. You got a lot of these smaller altcoins, especially economy coins like NIM, yeah. you know, pulling the floor lower and lower and lower. It's not, it's, it could be the only shine and star. So it won't have, say, you know, the uh, 10x uh, compounded effect as if it, you know, outperformed the shining market. But in this market, 10, 20% in a month uh, is pretty good. Absolutely. Look, does the methodology, I mean, are you looking to trade short as well? Are you looking at, I mean, I know you're being in the US, so you can't get certain accounts. So does that sort of right. hinder you a little One bit? One of the things. Yeah, one of the things I'm working on with the platform is definitely to accommodate margin and shorten and leverage. However, right now, like I mentioned, it's the very beginning of uh, uh, putting it all together. And I think the way that I'm going about it is is really understanding the theology of currency. Right. I'm talking like uh, uh, magnetism and 
you know, getting back to, to what is energy. And then when you think about the word uh, money, you also associate it with currency and you know that energy has currents, you know, but then they talk about currency is actually the current of the sea. So now what is water? How does water works with fluid mechanics? And these are kind of the, the, the philosophies I'm integrating into how uh, the, the mathematics works on the surface. Geez, I can imagine some late night conversations that you and your mates have. I'd probably be sitting there just, I'd be seeing stars without having to look out, look outside of the building, I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting way to think. And look, the, the whole idea is to continue to learn, right? I mean, I mean, right, when, when it comes to trading, when it comes to anything, half the fun is the learning phase of it. And it sounds like you're really sort of getting some momentum into some, some I'll say honestly, I, I, it's just not the way that I view the market at all. But like I say, there's, there's more than one person making a buck out there. There's more than one way to do it. And it's very interesting that some of the methodologies, some of the things that you've said are bang on exactly what I say, which is, you know, you, you were saying before about, you know, you create an environment, so to speak, that you work within. That's using your, your different moving averages and your right. different times. I right. do exactly the same. You know, people go to the markets and they go, oh, I want to find a trade. And because of that, they will because they want to go and find a trade, that they've made a subconscious and conscious effort to go and find a trade. They'll do their scan. They'll go, oh, I didn't find anything that time, so I probably missed something. I'll do it again. So they do it again, and guess what? Lo and behold, they found something because they wanted to Mm. find something, right? So the way I do it is I I go into the markets and I go, look, is the market ready for me? Does it have what I want to see? It's it's my money. I've been doing this a long time. I've lost a bunch of money. I've made a bunch of money. And for the last few years, mm-hmm. the last sort of the last sort of six years, it's been pretty pretty boring to be honest. Just because you know that's the way you want it when you're a yeah. trader. You don't want to be yeah. excited. But I've only been in crypto for what the last eighteen months. So different markets, same characteristics, bigger moves. So it, you're definitely speaking in the same language as far as the the core, the framework. But um, really interesting hearing your different uh, opinions and perspectives around the meat on those bones, so to speak. Yeah. And what you mentioned earlier about the, the, the subconscious, I think is huge, mm. right? People, people are, and I keep going back to water. People are 70% water. Mm. The earth is 70% water. So why don't we take the time to understand what water is, how water works and, and, and the properties of it, right? What is magnetism? Is water magnetic? Is it not magnetic? Uh, how does that affect, how does the moon affect the water, affect the people, affect the stock market? There's these, and this is where I talk about the fractals. There's big cycles and small cycles. You have, you know, a, a 26,000, uh, year count that we actually just triggered uh, within the past five years with the with the Mayan calendar, and this is why I think the crypto market is so intriguing at this moment uh, in time because I believe this is number one uh, the end to an end, but I think it's also the beginning to a beginning. And uh, if we think about a circle, there is no beginning or no mm. end. Uh, one comes right after the other, and and so I think we are indeed on a paradigm shift with regards to um, the death of traditional currency uh, as we know it with paper centralized bank owned uh, pieces of slave labor debt paper. And we are on the birth of a new market of equity and value and, you know, participation and engagement and verification on the blockchain, which is a decentralized, trustless, autonomous ledger. Well, as Winston Churchill quite rightly said for us right now, I think it's not the end of the beginning. Sorry, it's not the beginning of the end. It's the end of the beginning, certainly in uh, in blockchain yeah. and, and the cryptocurrency space. And it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see how things morph because, I mean, we are going through a really tough time right now. There's a lot of businesses that are struggling, um, you know, that have just not come into it. A lot of businesses did really well 
when what I call, you know, even a turkey can fly in a hurricane period. Everybody, all he had to do was say bye. All these wonderful traders were out there saying, hey, look how great we are. We're doing this. We're doing All they had to do was buy something. They've since gone very, right. very quiet. There's not a great deal going on in the space. Right. People aren't so freely uh, flocking to it. You see the Google rates dropping. You see the interest levels dropping. You see the Facebook groups, mm-hmm. uh, the interactions dropping. Mm-hmm. It's dropping, 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 dropping. But again, it's just how you mm-hmm. see this space. Is that a positive or a negative? I see it as a massive positive. And it also helps a lot of these people that have only just started investing for the first time to have a few reality checks. You know, you don't just sit back, buy something, get rich, and that's how it works. Okay, you had the chance right. to do that. The problem that you did was that you did not sell. You might have bought, you know, you might have bought right. it, you might have seen it go nuts, you might have been worth a few million dollars, but you're only worth it when you take your profit. Now, a lot of people are learning that lesson a lot of people are also walking away because they can't accept that lesson and that could be a sign of the times and a wonderful wonderful wake-up call we're both 34 years old so i think we're just on on the cusp of millennial or or generation y or whatever it is i certainly don't feel i I feel like a very old 34 year old let me tell you but (laughs) uh, you you look back and you think uh, i I see people saying things like when when moon when's this going to happen it's like well mate you know you had the most amazing opportunity ever, but you weren't educated. You didn't know what to do. So therefore, you know, you might've had half a million bucks from your 500, but now you don't. What's your next move? Because that's all you've got. All you've got is what you do next. It's what has been and gone. Well, that's called experience. You've got some of that. Now, what are you going to do with that experience? And a lot of people are going, well, I'm not going to do anything. Everything sucks and I'm going home. And it's like, well, if that's the way you want to be, that's a terrible attitude to have, but goodbye. You won't learn. So there's a huge uh, amount of people falling off. But what that does is it lets the cream rise to the top. It lets the people that do have the desire, the stamina, the, the ability to continue to push forward, it lets them come up and prove why they're better and gives them a position in what will be no doubt in my mind, uh, a big shift and um, blockchain's not going anywhere. I also genuinely believe that crypto is not going anywhere either, but they need to be discussed in two different realms because they are two different worlds. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. One's the hardware, one's the software. Exactly. You know, and you can integrate, you know, you can plug and play any way you exactly. like. Exactly. Now, is there any projects, I, I know you said that on your system, there was a uh, ripple has popped up as a, as a, as a buy right now. Okay. Got that. Sweet. Now, is there anything out there that, at the moment project wise that, um, and I'm not sure if I, for me personally, I'm not somebody who sits down and does a lot of fundamental analysis. I'm not that guy. It's not my skill set. I'm not an expert at that. I stick to what I'm good at. I do make investments. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I make investments in a similar type of way, probably very wrongly to what I would in uh. traditional markets, which is show me a revenue model and show me when we're going to get there. Uh, until I can see either mm-hmm. of those two things, I'm not interested in whatever they're doing. I, I'm just not. It just doesn't fit me. Is there anything that you're looking at at the moment that's exciting, that's coming forward, that's doing something as opposed to just not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think utility is going to be huge in this space. EOS uh, is setting up for another big run. Again, this is a huge uh, network. Mm-hmm. You know, huge economy, big, big technology platform they're building out there. Um, and maybe that's one of the reasons that these other platform economies are going down. Ethereum, ETC, uh, NIM, because EOS is, is setting up to be a pretty big monster. But one one that surprised me most recently in the past couple months has been Veritasium. Mm. 
I'm a big, I'm a, I told you about when I trade, I want to trade up. And so right now I'm looking at areas that are low where in the next long term, you know, two to five years are going to be very high. I think crypto blockchain, as you mentioned, very low right now, uh, precious metals, very low right now. And so when you can bring those two worlds together, now you, you, you're cooking with gas. And, and the last week I actually bought an ounce of Perth Mint gold off of Viratasium. It was delivered in full uh, to my residence. And, and, and that's confirmation of really bringing those two worlds together. And I know uh, Reggie has been running around, you know, trying to do a lot of speeches and really describe what his network does. But, you know, when you can just put it out there and, and deliver the value, it speaks for itself. So I think people should definitely uh, check that out and look it up. And it's a it's a clunky, you know, uh, beta, you know, blockchain uh, prototype he has, but it works and it delivers gold to your front door paid for in full. Well, that is uh, that is very interesting, isn't it? Because it's um, it's kind of matching the oldest form of currency with the newest form of currency. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not exactly. kind of it is yeah. full stop. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, people people say, uh, you know, Bitcoin has no utility. It, it has no no value, no intrinsic mm. value, so to speak. But then when you can anchor it in a weight that hasn't been moved in thousands of years, you know, how much more uh, intrinsic value yeah, do you need? Yeah, that's true. And um, I mean, look, you've got a lot going on. Are you, are you doing lots of travel this year or are you sort of staying back and focusing on building out the algorithm or? Yeah, I look yeah, to right. do a little bit of both. You know, I'm I'm a juggler, so as much as I can handle, I'll do. I'm moving my business out to Las Vegas, and I'll be doing that in a, in a couple weeks here. Um, and so I definitely want to get on a few speaking events out there. Um, I just met with a VC guy last night uh, to to get some office space and and really get this thing refined and build a team. You know, in 2019, I think especially with crypto mm. being down uh, during the first half of 2019, I think that's the time to build the infrastructure. And that's really what attracted me to you was seeing the, the clean presentation, you know, the, the quality content that you have. Um, and I, I just, you know, I'm happy that uh, I was able to, to come on your show because I think it's world class. And I wanted to thank you for what you're doing and, and the, kind of the framework and the groundwork that, that you've laid already. Uh, well, thank future. you very much, mate. I appreciate the uh, the feedback. But uh, look, there's, there's still a lot to be done. You're yeah. quite right. Like at this moment right now, we're seeing, um, look, in all honesty, this is the best time for acquisitions. It is the best time. If you're somebody who believes in this space yeah. and you're in business uh, or you're wanting to get into this business right now, there are a lot of the lot of the players that are hurting. You can pick up things for maybe not even money, maybe a certain skill set in the team you bring. It is a wonderful, wonderful time to acquire more land, so to speak, within what is an emerging economy. And uh, we're very excited to be doing it. And uh, we're pushing really hard this year. Probably not so much travel, although we've got a meeting to try and do a deal for, I think it's, they do seven events a year. Yeah, it's just a lot of time. When you travel, it's not just the week that you're there. It's the week of editing with your team. Then it's this. Then you've got to follow up all the opportunities. And it is really, really full on. But it's also wow. fun. It's also <laughs> a lot of fun. So, Brandon, tell us where... These guys and girls that are listening can find out everything they need to know about you. Absolutely. We got the website, uh, bossofbitcoin.com. Um, I branded myself as the <laughs> boss of Bitcoin. 
you know, I try to bring some life into it, make it fun, you know, keep it entertaining, enlightening, <laughs> and amazing. You know, and we also have the number one Bitcoin group in the world on Facebook. So if they just go on Facebook, type in uh, number one Bitcoin hashtag one Bitcoin. Uh, we got about 20, 25,000 people in there right now. And, and again, this is just free information uh, to educate people on how to make money in the markets, how to get comfortable and confident making money, because that's the that's the, the I think the biggest downfall of converting over is it's a lot of misinformation out there. And I don't think it's yeah. ill intent. I think because it's new, a lot of people aren't necessarily uh, reassured of uh, who, where to where to find validated information. So, you know, I've lost a lot of money in the mm. markets. I made a lot of money in the market. So I said the easiest way is to keep making money in the markets is bring a bunch more people together, you know, that have lost money and made money. And together, hopefully we can make a lot more. And uh, that's what I've been able to create on Facebook. I think it's one of the most active and vibrant uh, crypto trading communities out there. Well, mate, I tell you what, I would love to come along and have a look at that because uh, I'd love to see how active they are. And if I can do anything to help chuck some content in or whatever, I'd be more than happy to do so. It's all about basically giving people options, right? Um, you know, that's the whole like, People go, well, hang on, why has Craig got a, you know, why has Shredder got a bloody another trading guy? Because I don't really care. You're my audience, guys. It's up to you to make your own decisions. If you dig what I do, do it. If you like what Brandon does, do it. If you want both, do both. It doesn't affect me. I'm happy to do what I do, right? right? My job is to bring you choice. Yeah. It's to help empower you with content, understanding, education, and things that are going to make you think. That is my focus. So I'm not worried about having other people around because, you know, we do what we do. Brandon does what he does. And the guy's a good guy, speaks well. I understand the methodology or the framework that he's following. I don't understand the rest of it, but that's the beauty of being a trader. There is so many ways to skin a cat, <laughs> as we say here in Australia. And it has been an absolute pleasure. Go to bossofbitcoin.com. And I believe you're also on Twitter, right? Um, Brandon, what's this? YouTube. YouTube is the uh, YouTube. source. Um, YouTube, my handle is uh, BK Crypto Trader. And then also, if you just type in on Google, uh, how to chart like a boss. My number one video on there, about 30,000 views, is almost like a 60-minute dissertation on the boss method. Uh, the methodology and and really, you know, how to cut apart the data in the market and realign it uh, to the rules that that we want to play by. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Kelly of bossofbitcoin.com. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now.